podcast guru, Greg Huntermark. All tangled up. All tangled up here. How y'all doing, folks? Hello, hello. <laughs> Give me a little intro music over there. Oh, you're talking to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> were you making that noise a little second ago? Yeah. Here we are. Guru Podcast, Toledo, Ohio. Greg Hunter, Mark. I hope everybody's doing fantastic. Yes. One step in front of the other, right? Sometimes. I feel you. I feel you. When nothing is real, when nothing is real and you start to come to terms with nothing is real, it starts to get a little weird, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, we're going to have a great podcast tonight. We're rocking here. It's a Monday night in Toledo. It's, I think it's uh, August like 29th or something like that. Um, but uh, just had a nice storm come through. Had a great weekend out and about with family and friends. And here tonight with a good family friend of mine, my good family member, Brent Fell. How you doing, Brent? Great. Fantastic. Brent is my nephew from my sister's, from my, one of my sister's, uh, my sister's, uh, son oldest son right yeah you got it as far as i know i, uh, I know as far as you know but uh, I, I i really have a lot of cool nephews i really do and um and now brent, brent brent brings it though brent really does he he's the, he's the cream of the crop and uh I, I think for anybody out there that's maybe a little bit older you want to be able to glean a lot you can glean a lot from your your nephews you can glean and nieces you know you should you can glean a lot i learned a lot about what's going on in the world, what's happening, different perspectives. You know, why are people thinking this way? Or why are they looking at things that way? And I think it just brings a, a freshness, you know, because if you just if you just hang around the same old people all the time, right, Brent, and listen to the same old information. Oh, for sure, complacency is horrible. Yeah, and this is this is one of the things we we do. We, it is. It's one of the one of the deadliest diseases out there is complacency and. You know, and, and uh, sameness, you know, everybody doing the same thing and looking the same way, you know, today. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> tattoos are in. <laughs> What's in next? Who knows? But needless to say, I have tattoos and I think they're great. I grew up with my dad having tattoos. So, you know, your grandpa, we, he had tattoos. He had some badass tattoos, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And another thing, too, uh, actually, I, I'm so indecisive when it comes to it. I, I've been meaning to get a tattoo. I still don't have one. You were telling me that the other day because yeah. your best friend of uh, how many years? Digger, Jeez, we're going. We're going on twenty five years. Twenty five years. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, okay. Known him for twenty. That's fantastic. Years. He's a tattoo artist. Actually, he got voted best in Toledo. Best in Toledo is down on Adam Street now, which you told me last week. And here, that's where right down from the studio. So, I'm gonna, we're me and him are going to chop it up. We'll get together with him. We'll have some margaritas together or something. You know, he's a cool cat. He is a cool motherfucking cat. And he can. He's he's edits and and he is part of the uh, uh, Hive Minds. Yeah, Hive Mind Films. That's, films. Uh, my brother and I. And right. him, you know, Aaron, um, uh, we're all part of this film group. Sure. And we just get together and we, you know, it's just guys filming a bunch of stupid shit and throwing it online. So it's, uh, we enjoy doing it. It's fun, you know, and, and right. yeah, it's just something, something else to do. It's, uh, you know, just one thing we can add to our daily, our daily thing that we do. And it's, it's, it's a great time. Right. I was talking to Aaron up at the cottage over the weekend. I was telling him that, uh, if I don't do something towards whatever I'm, trying to work on you know me myself and trying to create myself the world i want to create um if i'm not listening to a documentary you know or watching some kind of youtube video on photography or lighting um or watching a true story on netflix even I'm, i don't feel i'm doing something or you know photographing or editing a photograph i have yeah. to be doing something every night oh yeah yeah i mean i i 
truly feel that one of the reasons we're here is to learn. You know, I, I can't just be, um, you know, a bastion of mediocrity and just go out there and just, you know, drink my life away or just, just sit on the couch watching TV all the time and just do nothing. Right. It just does not fit. You yeah. know, it's like I have to be learning something new. I have to be doing something new. I have to be incorporating new techniques in the art forms that I do have available to me. I, I can't just sit there and just go through the motions. Right, right. Well, you have a great, you know, enter, we're talking about surroundings. I mean, you know, you're, you're over here in my studio, um, which I is kind of like my home too, but, you know, I call it the Guru Podcast Studio. And uh, I have a very collected taste and stuff like that, and I call this my sanctuary and what makes me feel good when I come home if I light the candles and the incense and, you know, hit my gong bell or whatever the case may be for my meditation and so forth. Um, and just, you know, cooking and just living, you know, all around here. The, the, the energy just speaks to me and makes me feel good. And you, everybody's supposed to have that kind of thing. And you even work in that kind of environment. You work in a Frank Lloyd Wright building, which I found out last week up in uh, uh, Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Yeah. What is it called? The Buffalo? There's a Buffalo uh, farm no, right outside uh, your it's, window. It's Domino's Farms. I worked in the Domino's, Domino's Farms. Farms building. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was designed and built by Frank Lloyd Wright. It's actually the, the address is uh, 30 Frank Lloyd Wright Drive. Yeah. for the actual building so yeah this is really cool because that, that you know we, we you know you want to be creative we talk about that right there and i think you know you have to put yourself in places what helps your creativity you know walk in the park kind of thing a little bit of nature at times but you know where you're going and your building you're going i make my home that way i don't think my business is so much that way my studio is um i try to make my studio my home that way for sure and uh uh, take a little piece of me everywhere I go anyways. But uh, it does help us to be creative. We should be creating something because that's what we are. I always say that, uh, you know, people, uh, the argument is, uh, would, God, was, would be God, uh, God be a woman or, or a man? And, uh, of course, he's neither. But the, if he was, he would be a woman. And, the, and because of the fact that, you know, she knows how to create based on, you know, the ability to give birth. But uh, we are all here to build and create and design our life the way we'd like to, try to uh, design it. Oh yeah, I mean half the artwork in this room here is uh, your stuff. I mean, yeah, you yeah, know, your photographs. And yeah, so you know, I got some painting. I bet, well, I your photographs. Yes, some of my artwork, but I have also yeah my my good friend's paintings and stuff. A lot of Steve's stuff. Yep. I actually have one of his frames in the shop right now getting fixed. But uh, uh, yeah, you you guys do this hive mind. I mentioned this. We mentioned this before on previous podcast, and uh, you know, appreciate you coming on the show tonight. You know, you like I said, you bring something. You know, and we talked even be in the kitchen before we even started this. I said that we need to um, um, just be critical. I allow you. To, I want you to be yeah. critical. I want we we're, I want to debate if we yeah, need if correct. we need if be, we need if need be we be, we debate. debate. Yeah. I have no we're not, problem. We're not here to agree with each other if right. we don't agree with each other on certain things. And this is good. And I told him I says you know I, want, I we need to learn how to debate. So for me, it's even stretching me a little bit because most generally I don't even talk because I don't want to debate <laughs> with anybody. There's there. well, I was I was going to say there's certain certain people I don't want to debate with because I know it's just going to not end well. <laughs> Right, yeah. It's just, you know, they're <laughs> you know, arguing, heated, they're all no, emotional, yeah. panicking. If you're, if you're in a legit debate, it's yeah. good. But right. if, you're, if you're in one of those quote-unquote debates, you know, there's, right. yeah, it's it's not going to, nothing good's going to come of it, you know. Right. Yeah, we're going to talk about spirituality. We're going to talk about religion tonight. We're going to talk about things like that. And, um, you know, we want, you know, I want to be able to not think that my perspective is, is his perspective. And if he disagree, he's allowed to disagree. You know, this isn't forced, you know, okay. And the same way, this is how, you know, we, we, when we do really, you know, like I said, when you get around younger people and you should have everybody from, and even younger people should have older people to hang around with. 
you know, it's just important mm-hmm. as much you to yep. hang around me too. You know, the vice versa it works both ways. And I know Drew does. No, Drew understands that and, and receives that well, and uh, has always been, you know, a good friend of mine, and like yourself. And uh, we went to Spain together. We all three of us went to Spain together. Yep. So um, yeah, it's like-minded people. You know, they always say, you always say, show me the five people you you know you hang around with the most, and uh, you know, show you where you're going to be in five years from now or whatever. You know, yep, exactly. Pretty much that's it. You know, I guess. I, I, oh, there was a quote I heard this weekend. It's like, if you hang around shit too long, it stops smelling. <laughs> yeah. I okay. All right. You get used to it. <laughs> You get used to it. Excuse me. You know, right? And that's what hey, people do. You know, you're, you're around this shit. You're in this hey, pig pen. You know, hey, you, you you're, grew, you, you're born into it, most of us. Hey, you know what I mean? We don't even realize it. If, if you're constantly walking through shit, it's going to stick to you. Yeah, right. That's yeah. it. Kind of, yeah. Constantly walking through it, around it, hanging around with it, whatever. Yeah, interesting. But, yeah, we want to talk about religion tonight. I want to talk about the Bible. I want to talk about the little fact that, I, you know, a lot of people, and, you know, I grew up, believe me, going to church and wanting to believe and you know, but not getting questions totally answered. Uh, you know, a lot of times if I did have a serious question and, you know, to ask my parents or something like that, or even, even somebody, even a deacon or something like that was like, you know, some of the answers you might get is, well, we just, we just don't know. That's just God. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you know, that's the answer we get when, you know, when there's a question, you know, pondering something from the Bible that, you know, when you're reading it and kind of like, oh, well, I can't bring a verse up right now to think about, but, there are times where, uh, uh, you know, you'll ask a question and the adult is like, it is what God is. You just can't, you know, you can't question God. What do you, what do you mean? You know, I, I don't know. So, you know, and then we're raised in, you know, the Bible is the, what they call the infatible, infatible truth. Is that the word I'm trying to say? Uh, you're, you're messing or, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the. Yeah, I don't know what word you're going for. Oh, okay, no, no, okay, okay, I know. Well, I'm sp- the Gregism right there, that's the it. But, you know, it's like, the, it's it's 100% truth. You know what I mean? It's it's what it is, and that's it. You know what I mean? You know, uh, it's the word of God, and it's it's been spiritually, divinely given to man to write. And uh, man has written this for man, and um, there is no error in this at all. And uh, it, to me, it's like, okay, they're saying that, and this is what we've believed our whole life, and then... You know, it comes a point where you realize that and when you're in school, the same thing is given to you in school is that, you know, the pyramids were built by man. And this is the question we could, we all know deep down inside they weren't. I think a lot of people, you know, we all laugh at that and go, yeah, we know this, you know what I mean? And everybody seems to know it, but yet in the curriculums and in the churches today, everything is still taught and preached that it was built by man and slaves. Yeah, it's um, it, it, especially if you get uh, people that are architects to take a look at, you know, just how big the stones are and how how pristinely that was done for the structure of its kind. Um, it's very, it, it's it, it's almost I don't want to say almost an impossibility, but but the it was just it was just masterfully built, and I mean, it's just even compared to the dimensions of today's buildings, you, you have modern buildings today today that are even further off in you know like in measurement when you get to the top or when you top to bottom yeah top top to to bottom bottom measurement than the 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 pyramids i mean it's just it's Mm -hmm. just insane right and and the fact that they were perfectly lined up with orion's belt um you know i've i've seen some information out there to where 
because we've always been told that they're they're they were designated or built for burial chambers and um there's a lot of information out there that suggests otherwise you know that it was it was meant for something completely different so um, well you know none of the kings were buried there though no, they were all. The they're all buried in the in the Valley of the Kings. The totally, of the Kings. totally opposite yep. of where we thought Correct. they were all buried in the pyramids themselves, but they're not. They're totally buried somewhere else. Correct. But they didn't even have the tools back then. The tools, the modern tools, to do or build this pyramid, these pyramids, and just incredible. And it goes back to the the the, the, the what they say is sound. You know, sound is everything in. In, in frequency frequency yeah. yes in to be able to lift these stones people i've heard this before and i'm sure my listeners have heard this before too but um and, and if and it's really funny there's that have you ever heard, watched that where they do like they lay sand down on, it, on, on on something and then they turn the volume of the, of the frequency up mm-hmm. and, it, and it just becomes like this beautiful pattern there's yep. a certain name for it i can't think of the name of it right now but it's just oh. incredible what, what what they can do with that and it shows us that this energy and this vibration or frequency has, you know. Greg, there's this, uh, there's this guy. He actually has a very big YouTube channel. I'm, I'm, his name is slipping me right now, but he does science experiments. And he actually fills a hot tub with sand and puts it at a certain frequency, the sound frequency around it. And, and they are able to actually swim in the sand because the frequency keeps it so aloft. I don't know if it's frequency mixed with like an air pressure uh-huh. or if it's just a straight frequency okay. but but essentially when they when they when they stop it wherever you're at in the sand you're stuck because the sand mm-hmm. rests mm-hmm. but but yeah it was it literally looked like the sand looked like water almost the way they were messing around with it it was you know waving around and stuff like that they could actually like pick it up with their hands and it'd flow out it was just kind of crazy to see you know but a bet a bet and let's go back to the frequency and the power that they say that, you know, this can, you know, create this frequency. Yeah. Beautiful thing. I had to look that up on YouTube, what it was, and yep, uh, come yep. up with that. The, the Just seriously, I, I don't remember the guy's patterns. name. It was, it's was. it been a long time since I've seen it, but, yeah. yeah, they were able to do that. Right. Right. So, yeah, and the, and the pyramids are just, just, as far as the building from top to bottom, like you said, compared to, uh, to modern-day buildings today are so off compared to these. They're directly aligned and all over the world in different places is, is, is another part, you know? And, uh, so I think that's the first part of the Bible that really kind of says to me, well, wait a second, if this is, you know, the hand of God (laughs) writing this story to mankind, then why is he lying right here? You know I mean? This is, you know, to me, it's obvious as obvious as obvious can be. And then you, you get into situations where, um, Back in the seventies, uh, I think it was late sixties, maybe uh, maybe early seventies, the Dead Sea Scrolls were found. I remember it was all over TV. I can remember just you know, like it was yesterday, and you know, oh wow, this this is incredible. This is going to be news about our past. You know what I mean? And yeah. and I think it's very important, people. Right now, I want to just pause to say, Brent, isn't it important to know where you came from? Oh, absolutely. Everything yeah. about our and everything about our past, we need to know. You know, we understand symbols today. We use symbols still yep. today. They use symbols in all kinds of art and in all kinds of advertisement today because they understand these symbols have been in front of us. And a lot of people that understand symbols and understand the history in the past are use it to manipulate us. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and emotions. Yes. Yeah, symbols and emotions. They use symbols, emotions. In a lot of instances, they use numbers, 
there's there's a lot of different things that uh, people can be manipulated with. Right, right. And people and, and they and this is what they use. They because we don't know it, they know it though. And they've they've read the Dead Sea Scrolls and nobody else read the Dead Sea Scrolls. And you know, for me it's like, yeah, it's under the table. I forgot about it for years and then all of a sudden I hear uh, you know, a, a podcast on it. I hear a documentary on it, and I start researching. I'm like, oh my god, look at all this shit that's out here about this that, you know, that they did not want us to know about and yeah. would not release it. The church kind of shut the book on it for years. Well, yeah, I've I've heard that there's a lot of books and texts that are locked up in the Vatican that uh, have never seen the light of day. Sure, and a lot of I- Egyptian books. I imagine I imagine the uh, the Emerald Tablet um, information from the Emerald Tablet. Yeah, I'm aware of the Emerald Tablet, but I've never actually looked into it. I've been listening to some po- a podcast on it, some people breaking it down, talking about it. You know what I mean? But the funny thing about it is the first paragraph, I mean, it, it says, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm-hmm. I think that's important. Well, it's like, you know, for anybody, anybody listening to this podcast right now, you know. It's like, yeah, you, you want information, you're looking for it. Well, here it is. Here it is. You know, and then sometimes it doesn't resonate with your belief system, so you get pr- frustrated when when the truth comes. But that's for you to see it. You know, all I can do is show it to you. You got to be able to see it. Yeah. You know, in that sense. So especially you know, especially in this day and age, I mean, I really, I, I really try to question everything anymore. Oh, I think um, that's that's the thing I want to. Yeah, it's very important. That's what got me questioning the Bible and everything about what's going on. And there's a lot about the Bible um, that I agree with, obviously. Um, I would have to say my the the one verse that always resonates with me is uh, Proverbs four twenty three I believe, uh, guard your guard your heart essentially because mm-hmm. it dictates the your path in life essentially is what it says, paraphrasing, but um, uh, yeah it's and that goes to back to what I was said earlier with um the the ways of manipulation uh emotions are a huge thing and uh, if you notice a lot of the newscasts and the shows and everything that everything that they try to get you with they try to activate your emotions and that's how they draw you in that's how they get you angry about certain things that's how they direct your attention towards certain things is like if they get you angry enough you know mm-hmm. i really think that um whatever is out there dictating all of the stuff that's happening around us um from behind the scenes um i don't think they really have any creative output i don't think they are able to create and so they rely on us to create the future that they want via manipulation of our emotions. Right. They're using us. Yeah. As is as projecting because, yep. yeah, there's individual consciousness and there's collective consciousness. And they got the collective consciousness going in one way. But as I see the, the Great Awakening, people are starting to be conscious, more yep. conscious. So it's going to be a shift to the other direction, and uh, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you know that you're one of those people. Um, you know, you, you, and I don't think, you, you know, a lot of times even myself, I think, you know, oh, geez, uh, because if you look back in the, if you look back in the, uh, the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, they say the, it's a book of Matthew. And it really talks about how these, um, at that time, it was the, the religious group uh, was called the, um, the Pharisees. No, that was the negative. That? Yeah, that was. I'm talking about the ones that followed Jesus in the in the uh, with the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were called Agnostics. Oh, the Agnostics. Okay. Okay. The Agnostics. That's what their name slipped their mind for a second. They were very, very much about taking their taking their net level energy and everything to the next level, sacrificing, fasting. You know what I mean? Going without. You know, meditating, just really, really going to the next level, and. Um, 
that's a lot about what that was talked about in this in the Dead Sea Scrolls and how Jesus was coming back and teaching them these ways of how to be able to gain back your power, to be able to how to have this power that you can jump from one dimension to the next because this is what Jesus was doing in my house. There's many mansions, you know, many dimensions. And, uh, you know, he was going from house to house and so forth. Um, but, um, and then teaching these people to be able to go back and forth. Now, the Romans did, yes. They, they came and wiped out the Gnostics. They totally wiped them out. Yeah. That's who they were persecuting. That's who they were crucifying. They were crucifying millions of them. They wiped them out. They did not want this message spreading. They did not like it. It was bad. No good. Jesus and all of his followers could push goodbye. And then the Dead Sea Scrolls up, yep. verifying exactly what happened here and uh, what was going on and how Jesus was continually coming back and forth teaching his apostles, you know, about this. But a lot of people don't know about Jesus' life. Here, here you go now. Yep. Um, he's, 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 he, he flees to Egypt, and then you don't hear it for him until 33 years later. He starts Pretty his much. ministry as 33. Pretty much. What happened to that whole account? What happened to that whole account? There's accounts to say that he spent a lot of a time with the Egyptian priest in learning the higher, you know, the... The, the higher, you know, whatever, uh, how do I want to say, spiritual, you know, understanding of going back to, you know, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls and so forth and, and the Emerald Tablets, these words, you know, these things that were given down to us by our forefathers is true spirituality that is missing today and that uh, that is locked away in, 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 in Rome, in the Vatican. Yeah. I mean, uh, how many books are in the Bible? Yeah. 60, yeah, right. 66. Right. That's an awfully weird number of books to be in the Bible, considering the number of the beasts is 666. Right. It's always been curious with me. So, That's interesting. Uh, and, and how many other books are, are missing that they decided not to put in there, too? And they, because they just said it would make it too big, so they didn't even put them in. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of crazy because it's. So I. You know, I like to dive deep and I like to listen to just all kinds of stuff. I don't. Yeah, I don't. You can listen to some I crazy don't I don't listen to just sir. I don't. This guy's my, out in Oregon. You know, what I mean, he's in a tent. You know, what I mean, my, I think all he does is eat shrooms. <laughs> my and, my purview is very wide. And he and the guy, what does he do? He surfs. The, he's created an algorithm for the internet to sur- to know what people are thinking in a larger scale. Again, going back to uh, you got an individual consciousness and you got oh, a collective yeah, yeah. consciousness. So he's researching the collective consciousness of man at based all times. On, based on what's online. What's online. He, he based created, on what's he, online. He created Isn't that fucking that? interesting? Yeah. But uh, going back to it is uh, one of the one of the things I always heard was um, there were there there are actually 777 books in the Bible and oh. minus the 66 is 711. Okay. So and once again, that kind of goes back to and and that's just like a face value set of numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like there's there's num- numeric values all over the place that actually are significant. Numbers is everything because there is there is there is even a book of numbers. <laughs> that's yes. how important yes, numbers are. Yeah. Book of numbers. Book of numbers. So, but I'm not saying all the Bible's wrong. I'm just saying this 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 clear clearly you know shows some holes in the game and. And it just really calls out what's what who's behind the power, and this goes back to Rome, and in Rome then at that time writing the Bible, basically wrote the Bible for us and said this is your Bible, mm-hmm. and yep. we have ever for say forever believed that that was divinely written by God, yeah. when it was the Rome who's persecuted Christians from day one. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, why do we why do we trust this? You know. 
Well, that's what I was saying, too. I think what the Romans did was they seen a movement that was growing rapidly and they commandeered it and used it for their own benefit. This is it. This is exactly what they did. Exactly, Brent. Thank you. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. But going back to the beginning of the Bible, even the think about it. This is this is the one that really made me when I started uh, hearing this stuff and and hearing more and listening to people talk about this. It just like made a lot of sense. Um, they, in the Garden of Eden, the beginning of the Bible, they, it talks about Eve and Adam. And God said, who told you you were naked? You know, and I'm thinking to myself, when, when, when I first heard this, and it makes a lot of sense. Like, if I didn't know I was naked, then I wouldn't be conscious, would I now? Conscious of good and evil. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good and evil, but still, so what kind of consciousness, just, 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 what kind of consciousness is without good and evil, I guess? I don't know. But yeah, yeah you know, well, it's like. With, with conscious, I was about to say, that's kind of a trade-off, you know, free will and consciousness. Uh, with those two, you're going to have evil regardless. Right. Yeah. And God created good and he created evil. Yep. I think, I don't think God necessarily created evil, in my opinion. He gave beings free will and a consciousness and the the outcome of that was pe- the people created the evil. But that I thought, is, I, thought the Bible, I thought the Bible said actually said I he, God created good and I created evil. I thought it, I thought there was a part in the Bible where he said that. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, there is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, he created natural law essentially, uh, and right. out of that, you know, there's always a yin and a yang. There's always mm-hmm, right. one side and the other side. So right. I, I guess that could be right. You have to, to for things to be dark. It has dark has to be really, really dark for it to be dark. But light doesn't have, you know, it only takes a little bit of light. It just takes a little bit. So I told this to somebody a couple weeks ago in my studio, and she's going to go to this part of this where it's the darkest part. There's like these certain areas in the world, and they they have a certain name for them, but it's where there's hardly no light, no light pollution at all. These are the darkest areas of the world. And she's going to go to this one area to be able to look at the stars and stuff. Well, I'd like to do that for astrophotography at right. some point. But you don't, you don't ever hear of these places? Um, I mean, they're, they're almost like portholes. There's plenty of them out there. I mean, you, yeah. there's literally light pollution maps you can look at and find the spots that have okay. the least light pollution. I don't know exactly the spot you're referencing. Right. But um, I've looked at spots to go to by myself. Okay. I don't know if I want to go out in the middle of nowhere in the complete dark. You don't want to be that abducted. abducted. <laughs> you got to watch that. You got to watch that show. What nine one one or six one one or whatever, where they're all being yeah. abducted in the forest and shit. Them guys in Arizona on the four wheelers, man. They all got sucked up by the fucking aliens. Shit, that's crazy shit. No, you don't want to go out there, Brent. I'm not no, going. I don't want to do it by myself. No, I ain't going. Don't ask me to go. <laughs> I'm not going. But you know, I understand the free will. But he said, you know, who, you know, who told you you were naked? It's like, you know, I want to be conscious. I don't want to be a robot. I want to be conscious. And basically, you know, it goes back to the uh, Michelangelo, uh, the painting, where it's God, God's finger touching man's finger. And if you ever look at that painting. Behind Michelangelo is a a brain that's been cut in half, and it shows the inside of a brain. And it's, it, it, and it's basically saying God giving man consciousness. Yeah. So I think you know the snake was bad, and it said <laughs> maybe it referred to as as at that time maybe it was a dragon or a lizard, 
mm-hmm. of some sort and had legs because you'll slither on your body. I thought to myself, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, you were thinking about things you thought were weird because, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, right. So that's the way snakes do it anyways. You know, how yeah. else would they do it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. So let me get a slip. So I'm thinking to myself, this isn't bad, man, having consciousness and all this stuff. And maybe it, they basically they demonized the snake is the way I the way I've, 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 I've been looking into this and reading is they demonize this snake making it bad when the snake is good the snake is actually it's good in the sense of it's so good that even in the staff for the for doctors yeah if you ever see on the doors or something like that they have that staff there's a snake wrapped around it the snake is empowerment of intelligence it's just it's what you strive to be every day you know more uh, uh, you know, knowing more wise, and this is this is re- our true essence of our spirituality. It goes back to our spirituality. It goes back to our greatness and our power. Again, taken away from us. Yeah, but at the same time, you have to look at what that represents because <laughs> the medical industry itself is completely evil. <laughs> in the be- in the beginning, it didn't. You know, yeah. I had Doctor Doctor Joe over here, and he was. Um, we were talking about that. He goes, it's doctors that are creating the abortions. He goes, they ain't doing the hypocritical oath. They don't take the hypocritical oath. Mm-hmm. Because back in the back in the 30s and 20s, doctors were swore to do everything to keep that patient alive. Yep. That isn't the case today because because it goes back to um, our body parts are very, very, very ex- uh, valuable. Yep. Lots of money involved. So why have to keep you alive? Yeah. Let's get the parts. You know, let's get the parts. But I think, I think you know, the, the, the me, the snake, you know, kind of showing like even St. Patty, who, who wasn't Irish, she came from Italy, and he was commissioned by Rome to destroy the rest of these the snake people, this indigenous mm-hmm. people in Ireland. Well, I think they were, um, I think they were Druids. Druids, sort. right. Some, some kind of Druids right. or something. Um, but yeah, I'm familiar with that. And they, the, they were the ones that created Stonehenge. Yeah, they were. Again, a porthole, a huge porthole. You know, I think these dark spots are portholes. I think, you know, like our capital, Lincoln wanting the uh, dome to be, he, he insisted the dome go on that on the capital. I think it's a beautiful thing because it makes it a porthole. It makes it a spiritual, you know, a, a sanctuary. He knew this. And if the painting supposedly is, of course, Jesus holding George Washington and all these other famous people and walking them through the porthole, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Never heard that thing. One. Yeah, it's, it, it, you'd have to look at look up the painting or look at the painting. Of course, it was painted by an Italian. Yep. They, they, they're the only ones that can do it on their back. You know what I mean? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Fix the problem, paint the problem, make the problem. Who knows? Michelangelo, though, the t- consciousness. And I think this whole thing that we've been be- bamboozled from our true power, our true, you know, what we have in, in mentally in our, in, in our mind and, and this whole <clears throat> the, the ability to be alchemist kind of thing. And the Gnostic, you know, ought to be able to travel dimensionally into different times. And that's what we're coming upon. We're, we're coming about upon the re, 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 resurrection of, of the truth. Because what COVID did is, like you said, it made you question everything. And that's what where I started really questioning the Bible and what's going on here. Because there's no. nothing wrong with God, is there? No. Okay. No. Then there um, must be a way we interpret it and see it or way we look at it. And once again, 
going back to the whole Roman Empire thing, you know, like I said, I, I think they commandeered it. They they used that to, uh, you know, the whole Roman Catholic language. Nothing against, you know, I grew up Catholic and everything, but um, yeah. I, th- I think there's a lot of manipulation going on there. Sure. Well, look at all the different uh, dogmas and things that they wear the, uh, the in celebration. A lot of these are these are symbols that were given to them, passed down through Egyptian or some other religious pagan religion that they they subscribe to and they pick up pieces along the way and make it a religion like even worshiping statues was was done because a lot of the uh, a lot of the south american uh, mexicans spanish people would not accept not having that little statue in their corner of their house that they could worship yeah the catholic church said okay go ahead worship your statue i mean even you know catholic the catholic religion is very um i want to say ritualistic um but if you look back at uh, the Pharisees that actually had Jesus killed, they, they were that was how they were. They were very ritualistic. They, you know, uh, they paraded their good deeds out in front of everybody. They um, it was just not, you, you know, you look at what Jesus did and he he was not like that. You right. know, the way he lived his life, he was not like that. So he, he didn't da- get in all these fancy garbs and and do all these you know, right. just do all this stuff. It just seems, I don't know. Because he had, he had a bigger, you know, he, he, it's nice to have, it's it's good to have nice things. I've come to a point in my life where I go back with the Buddha. I always well, I'm just not remind it's not. myself, I remind myself what the Buddha says all the time. It's, it's when you want, that's when you're miserable. And I think when you're empowered, when you see a global perspective of empowerment, not just an individual selfish empowerment, it's, it's a lot different. I think you yeah. have to think on a, you know, global universal yeah yep i think everything we do here consciously affects everything in the universe too yeah i think a lot of times our consciousness goes out from here yeah um going back to kind of what you said on the you know wanting things it's like yeah there's certain things i want to do and there are certain things that i want to have um that would be nice to have but at the same time it's more like i i work towards success because i i i truly enjoy blessing people you know, I like I like to do go above and beyond for other people, which I'm not, right. I'm trying not to toot my own horn here, but um, yeah, I, I, I look for I reasons like, to bless people. I I love blessing people. That's what yeah. I do. I I, I yeah. bless people. Yeah, really. I do too. I, I do too. And I and I looked at my I, I looked at uh, uh, even today finding a way to bless someone in, in the store, <clears throat> and I think we should look for ways for blessing. I had a lady that kind of. She didn't see me around the corner, and then she come around. Oh, you were waiting in line. I said, "Go ahead, mate, ma'am." She was so thankful for when she left. She was, "Thank you for waiting." And, and you know, it was a long line. You know, I was thinking, oh, "I could have got to get out of here. I got to get out of here." But when I realized, you know, I had an opportunity to bless someone, I took the opportunity to bless someone. Yep. I'm going to go get a cough drop. Okay. And you can elaborate a little bit more on the eagle because we were talking about the eagle earlier. Why don't you go ahead and jump on that a little bit? Correct. So um, what we were chatting about earlier, uh, basically the, the snake is more um, knowledge awareness. Um, the eagle is more of a war totem, I should say. Um, so, and Greg, I don't know, and you can answer this when you get back, but um, I have a little bit different thinking on the, the snake and the eagle. Um not necessarily that it's uh, like it's it's a way of thinking. I think because I think you can fluctuate between the two, 
Um, the snake is, like I said, knowledge based. The eagle is more um, just it's more of a destructive warlike nature. But uh, what we were discussing earlier, you know, you look at all these these nations that have eagles on their flags and, and you know, as much as I'm proud of and I love the country I'm in, um, there's a lot of things that our country has done that has just been like from a war standpoint, that's just been horrible. You know, I, I can't. Uh, Patriotism can be a very dangerous thing, can it? I don't think it's necessarily patriotism. I just think that there's a lot of things that our country has done that people in this country aren't aware of that and that they're even funding. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, first of all, um, geez, taxes are unconstitutional. I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. I mm-hmm. don't think we should be like they're taxing us to death, half to death. Um, that's why we're in such, you know, half the people in this country are such a wreck. But um, all that money is funding all these war efforts around the world where there's all these these horrible things that are happening. And, and like I said, we, we look at it from the standpoint of we're the world police and we're we're out there to do good. But th- there's police a, our own kids. Yeah, there's a lot of things that <clears throat> that we we've been a part of that have just been horrible, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. We've we've been involved in killing millions of people. You know, our government has. And it's, it's, it's that's just a disgusting. It is disgusting. And that's the other thing about Rome. Rome isn't just, a, it's about power. It's about money. It's about greed. It's about, you know, this, and this is why it collapsed. This is why it totally collapsed. Yeah. But it, it, that whole thing was brought over here and put into play here in America. And now we're coming on upon how many years? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I think oh, it's over oh, like 200. We're going 250, 250 years 250 like, years right, the, the Romans, yeah. when the Romans were destroyed. Yeah. And you're seeing that this country is being destroyed from within, within the inner cities, the cities yep. themselves, what's going on, everything about it is we're destroying ourselves from within. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's think, exactly what happened in Rome. And I think people are aware of that. And I think there, there's this concerted effort to to working against that at this point. Yes. And right. Right. There is a lot of people that are working against it. Yep. And, but this is Roman man, Roman thinking. And Rome's all about war. It's always about conquest. It's always about conquering control. You know, it's all, it's always about the dollar, and this is what they're fighting about. Are they not fighting about the dollar? Who who has you know Russian you know um, currency and you know and and how um, I heard that uh, Putin was really taking it taking it to the uh, to the uh, what's the uh, part of the government? Well, it's not even part of the government. Ukraine. That, yeah, we no the, our Federal Reserve. It was beating our Federal Reserve up. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was you know he, he, you know, and our federal reserves are really acting weak, and in Russia has a lot more gold, and China has a lot more gold than America yeah, they does. Do. Actually, they're they're they're, uh, they're working on a new. Um, I, I think they've integrated into a new financial system where actually I think the ruble might be gold backed at this point. If that's and they're also making Europe because Europe uh, gets a lot of its natural resources off of uh, Russia, mm-hmm. and so. Um, Basically, it got to the point where Russia was like, hey, you got to start paying in either gold or the ruble. Cause, uh, so, so that's part of the reason for inflation and as isn't well. These, isn't these countries that fight our banking system, doesn't the leader always get taken out, though? Yeah, typically. Typically. But um, that in that instance, I think uh, Russia and China are kind of band together on that one. So, um, Right, yeah. they are. Yeah. They're band together very They're, strong on that. Yeah. Yes, yes. China has a lot of gold. A lot of gold. But then I've heard there's rumors there's very little gold in this world because the aliens have taken, taken most of it away based on mining, and that's what they're here for, the mining of the gold. 
I don't know what's I, true well, and what's I've not. Heard, I've heard it's more prevalent than people think, and there's a lot of areas that have it that it hasn't been mined. It hasn't been mined. Well, so okay. I, don't I want my fair share. I don't know. They say that uh, any time in, in any time a crisis is always the best so, thing to have gold, right? Well, so, gold so, or silver or some some precious metal. So I'm I've never looked into mm-hmm. into aliens taking gold off world or anything like that. But um, mm-hmm. what if, if that were the case, what would the reason for that be? What do, do you know with the gold? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. They say that there's they always find deposits a lar- uh, deposits of and, and Grandpa used to bring this home from LOF. Have you ever seen the, the liquid metal? What is it called? It's a metal form, but it's a liquid mercury. Mercury. Yeah, mercury. He brought this home from LOF all the time, and they said they always found large deposits of this around the you know thing, in certain areas that they felt that aliens and spaceship had landed. And that this is one of the things they use as a fuel or part of the fueling system. Interesting. In in, in fueling the craft. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, they found this. And you know, NASA always researches these things, of course. But the Rome, going back to Rome again. Yes, it it came over here to America. It's here the the, the eagle again. <clears throat> but I heard this one financial uh, a gentleman was talking. He says, "In this eagle, it, it this is what it, this is what it's like. It likes this this money and war and." You know, this is its prevalent, you know, mindset. And um, <clears throat> now it's in China, and it's been in China for a few few years now. And, and, and the Chinese people are experienced this abundance of wealth and fashion and glamour, and the cities are built, and everybody's, you know, living this high life now in, you know, in the bigger cities and so forth of China. And uh, there's more women billionaires and millionaires over there, even though they don't let them in politics. They won't let them in their politics, yeah. they, but they let them there. And uh, no, there's uh, a lot of things they like to things they like to keep locked down around politics right. over there. Yeah, that's one thing. Keep the women out. But you know, NBA is just huge over there, and anything American and that kind of stuff well, and f- fashion, everything we we have created and the image that you know Rome has created here. They're after that. They want that style now. Well, yeah, that's why your that. that's why your boy LeBron was uh, stuttering around uh, the China comments. What was it last year? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, understands he where his money comes yeah, from, so exactly. he's not going to say nothing bad about him. He's not going to say a damn thing bad about him. Yeah. So yeah, and so here they are. They're the new America now. We're collapsing. We're passing the torch. Is because this this thing just got to take its course around the world. It's got to go. This thing has to go around the world. No. But it's coming to an end because after China, it has nowhere else to go. And uh, this is where this is the other thing about this whole way we do think commerce, money, everything. You know, it's all coming to an end. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bitcoin is the total answer to all of it, though. Um, we'll see. I, I, I am about half and half on Bitcoin and uh, crypto. I can see a use for it, um, especially if the dollar keeps failing more and more. Um, but. You know, I I used to be really big into researching crypto, and now I'm just like, you know what? Um, I'm yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, it's. Someone told me a long time ago, never anything they talk mainstream, never invest in. Yeah, anything oh, mainstream, yeah, sure. anything mainstream, do not invest in. That's not what you do invest in. Nothing mainstream. Well, I think it's funny because um, it's funny you mention that, and and this could be a completely this could be a manipulative tactic just to get people into it. But um, a lot of the central bank people and the main finance people are like, don't invest in Bitcoin. You know, don't don't invest in that. That's worth it. You know, it's worthless, blah, 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 blah. So at one on one hand, you have. 
people that are, um, you know, the main people that are operating in the banking system, the, the corporate banking system, the privately held banking system saying don't get Bitcoin. Are they doing that because they legit don't want you to get Bitcoin or because they want you to get into Bitcoin? Yeah, right. Reverse psychology kind of man. Yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, because they play, they play it all way. They play, they play the game, boy. They know how to play our minds, and they they really know how to play our minds. But that's always I've always been his, interested in people like that because, like Hitler, I studied him. To I read and looked at everything was ever published and talked about the guy, and what created that power, that ability to. Of course, it was a little bit of a perfect storm, too. But you know, where did he come? What what was his main? What books did he read? that were empowering and to him that crafted his message. Yeah. That had millions know. of people follow him. I've never looked into the books. Yeah. That he's yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. One of them was, and this is really funny. One of them was, um, Luther, the uh, Lutheran religion. Oh, gotcha. He wrote, he, he stapled the word, whatever, on the, on the church door, you know, saying this is not right. This is, and broke away from the Catholic church, right? Mm-hmm. And created yeah. the Lutheran religion, right? Yeah. He wrote a book shortly after that. One of his books was about the Jews. He did not like them. Well, he thought they were the worst things in the world. They, the ones that crucified Jesus. They were. Yeah, That's and, and, and his whole thinking about Jews were just they're nothing. They just they just consume. They just you know take over and control. Well, the one thing I'd if if people that are listening to this, if you haven't looked into it, uh, definitely look into the Khazarian Mafia. I don't know if you've ever looked into that, but basically, uh, Khazaria is about where um, Ukraine is right now, and basically they were uh, they were essentially Satan worshippers. Um, they were out there killing off people, sacrificing people, and um, they were made to choose. I think it was by the surrounding countries. They're like, hey, you have to choose an organized religion to go with. Um, so they chose Judaism, and they essentially commandeered and took over the Jewish religion. Um, hmm. And this was a long, long, long time ago. So whenever you hear people talking about, oh, my gosh, it's the Jews' fault, you know, blaming everything on the Jews, more than likely it's a, it's a syndicate of that carried over that Khazarian mafia from back in the day because hmm. it's a very secret society and, and it's still around today. Secret society. Yeah. There's that uh, one I was just got invited to. Um, and, um, it's not the uh, skull and bones. It's, uh, I'm thinking about the, I can't think of the name right now, but I just got Freemasons. In, yeah. Freemason. I just got invited to the Freemasons. And, uh, then I found out Tim was Tommy's neighbor is a Freemason. And we talked a little bit about really? that the other day too, huh. and they are about doing good things. They're 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 yeah. they're 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 a good good group of guys, and, and I think it's a good thing. But I think a lot of times, like I said, to, to, it, because it was really funny. This is what happened, Brent. And it's, I don't know this is where your phone. You wonder if your phone fucking hears everything. So, this guy at work comes to work for me, and he's a Freemason, and he is going to buy these steaks. He ordered these thirty-seven steaks from me for some time in um, late mid-September. And um, he uh, asked me if I would go to uh, one of his meetings for him for the Mason and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, I would. You know, they're out recruiting. They have to. You know, if they survive, they're going to have to recruit. 
Yeah. And they're not, they, they've never done that before. They never had to. People wanted to belong to them, wanted that, you know. And now you got to recruit. Everything's got to be a recruit. So, um, so they're real to recruit. And so he wants me to go, and I'm going to go. But, you know, I was, I, I got online and I, and I studied him. And I, I did not study, but few, watched a few things on him. And, um, you know, it came to my thinking that a lot of people would join churches and, you know, organizations to be something something bigger than themselves, to be you know, part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And I think about that when, when with this. And then the other thing I always think of, you know, is that, but one is the smallest number to do anything great. You know, a lot of times you can't do anything by just by yourself. You need other people to help you. And uh, I think that's tr- very true, too. But. You know, I just really felt myself, you know, I'm, I've done, the, I've done the good deeds. I was, you know, in my previous church and things I used to do and, you know, helping out the mission and stuff like that over the years. And it's not to say I don't continue to do good deeds like I did with the lady in the uh, grocery store today. I find, I try to find places to do good deeds and uh, <clears throat> I won't continue to do for, do so. But, um, you know, um, oh, I just lost track. What was I thinking, talking before, before that? Hmm. Um, you were going for Freemason stuff. Freemason, yeah. Freemason, yeah. Um, so I'm talking to this, you know, guy at work a little bit. I research it, and then I'm up at the lake three weeks later talking to Alan about Freemason. We're out on the boat. Somebody DMs me, or no, somebody asks from friend, or friends me, friend requests me on Instagram. You know, of course, they're blocked, too. They don't, you know, so I can't see what they got. So I thought, well, I'll let them follow me. And I'll follow them back. You know, interesting title. I can't remember the title of his yeah. name or something like that. But it was a spiritual title, so it kind of got, got me, you know. I'm going, okay, let's, let's this guy I got to say, you know. So I liked him. He liked me. And then all of a sudden, he DM'd me. And he was from the Freemasons. Seriously. Wanting to give me, tells me all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Says, you can call me. I don't even know if I deleted it on the phone. And, you know, you call me, you know what I mean? This is divinely orchestrated that we connected and blah, 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 this kind of stuff. And you should call and be part of this. And like, you know, I actually left him a voicemail saying just that. Just what I just said. I said, you know, you know, being part of something is, you know, to be part of something bigger than yourself. Most people need that. But I also said I understand that one is the smallest number doing anything great. But for me right now, I'm just in my own little foxhole. Yeah. I'm going down my own little fucking rabbit trail over here. You know what I mean? Right. But still, uh, and I am, I, you know, I, I don't think, you know, again, we don't need a church. I don't, I, I agree. Don't forget this, the assembly of the saints. Yeah, I was about well, to say. I don't, I don't, I don't agree, disagree with that at all. I agree with that hundred percent, but it doesn't have to be a building. Yeah, no, it doesn't I'm, have to be a location say, every God's, Sunday. God's church is, uh, yeah. God's church is the people. Right. So wherever it's, we it's, gather, it doesn't assembly. matter. It's assembly. All right, it's yeah. just like me and you get together to chop it up tonight. Yeah. You know, we're having church right now. Yep, this church. is church, right? Church, motherfuckers. You guys know that. <laughs> I do it on Instagram. <laughs> and if you ain't following my Instagram, come on, get on there. G Hunter H U N T E R underscore photographer on Instagram. Check out my art. Got some little things I talk about dandelions and a few other things on there. That's kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing. This guy tests me, and I'm like, okay, is that the algorithm? Right. I is his phone here? That's crazy. That's phone here. Yeah, I don't know if there's algorithms out there looking for that and then feeding that information back to people so they can recruit like that. I don't know. That's uh, crazy. But yeah. yeah, it's a recruit because that's basically what it is. Recruit. They're, they're recruiting. But Rome, you know, Rome ended after 250 years. America is looking pretty rough right now. But I'm 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 being very optimistic. 
The eagle and what is Russia? How many eagles Russia have on their flags? Oh, I don't know. Two. I, I know I think they, they have two I know eagles. They have, I know they have eagles on their flag. Yeah, they have. I think they have two eagles. I don't know what other countries you can look at, but a lot of these countries have eagles in their on their flag. Uh, tend to be countries that like to conquer and war and you know, and uh, push their weight around. Another thing about the uh, snake that I wanted to ask you and get your thoughts on, because there's a lot of uh, serpent and snake symbology with the Pope and in, in the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, this this goes back to what I said earlier, like, hey, yeah, the snake around the pole is medical, and I feel like medical has been completely, you know, it's completely sabotaged. It's sure. completely corrupt and sabotaged. Train wrecked. If you look in one of the newer amphitheaters inside the Vatican, I, I believe it's where the press or the public meet. Um, if you're standing at the back of the auditorium and you look mm-hmm. forward, it actually looks like a serpent's mouth going to the stage. Like, mm. there's actual, yeah. Yes. So, it's funny uh, the, these stages and these things that people build. Yes. Yeah, if you look up the architecture, I mean, it's 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 definitely what it is. I mean, there's no way around it. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, it's um, they 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 built it that way. Yeah. Well, some former presidents, and I won't name who, have used huge used uh, used uh, similar staging as Hitler would have had. You know, he had the pillars yep, yep. and things around him. Yeah. They will do this, too. It's funny. Like I said, you know, is it patriot? It's a patriotism isn't that bad. There's a great de- uh, uh, documentary. I watched this gentleman. He's an artist. It's called The Struggle. And he's a Polish guy from Poland. And he was all for the persecution of the Jews. Cleansing of Poland, getting rid of all the Jews, it being one pure state. Wow. You know, this was the mentality. And then he got all caught up in it, and he said, wait a second. This is bullshit. Now he sees people acting like this with America, thinking that we're, you know, uh, you know, the America, the great, and all this, 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 like you said, this patriotism today. And he says it's not, it's, it's sideways. It's wrong. If, if, you're, look, or if, you're, if you're looking at a, a, the average American, though, I would say 80 90% of people in America are welcoming to other people and other races and other ethnicities. Um, I'm not sure if that's what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. Right. But I right. think that there's a lot of stuff that's being misconstrued right now, and they're, they're trying to make everybody in this country think that mm-hmm. racism is pre- prevalent right. all over the place. I don't believe it is. All the people I know... Um, yeah. You really have to look to find some. He even that. talks about the wars of going back to World War Two. Yeah. Think about it. After World War Two, what good war have we been in? Ugh. You're asking how what good war have we been in? Yeah, what 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 war did we go in that was, you know Oh, you're talking about Vietnam. Yeah, after Vietnam or you know, nine eleven, all that joke yeah. bullshit. No, that, I thought that was. Yeah, this is what he was. This he wasn't just looking at the people itself. You know what I mean? I guess he was looking at the government and how they were. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know how we got from. You know, well, I do know, but a lot of people how they can justify the whole uh, the the nine eleven thing, where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to go into Iraq now. They didn't do anything, but we found WMDs, which, by the way, they never did. So. Um, I think, uh, by the way, something people don't know: before they went, before U.S. went into Iraq, um, uh, Iraq was trying to get off the U.S. petrodollar. They were trying to move to another form of currency to trade oil with, and that's when W said, "Up, oh, we found uh, weapons of mass destruction. We're going to send the military in there." 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you ever read it or researched into that. That that's a interesting coincidence. The other coincidence is how they just found a lost city. Where at? Yeah, in, in Iraq. Oh, at that time, mm-hmm. right before that, they were getting all kinds of new. Oh, okay. Tablets from information. Yeah. Now they're being looted. Well, if that's the case, I mean, that's that's another reason to go in there and. Mm-hmm. They're being looted, totally looted. Well, that's kind who's of running s- off with this stuff. Who's who, who's taking this information? Well, that's kind of sad, right? But I think we'll end it there. I I don't know. I just gave food for thought to everybody. I feel we just that's what we did, and you know they can do the dishes kind of stuff. Yep. You know, for but sure. I think I think we need to really look at it. I, uh, you know, this snake in this mouth being opened. Uh, that that right. That's incredible how they build things. Well, once again, I mean, Ed, you look at the church that that I once again, I think that church is corrupt and they're mm-hmm. they're using the symbol of, of the snake. So I don't know what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. But if if the snake is truly used to symbolize knowledge and awareness, are they trying to commandeer are, are like from your standpoint, are they trying to commandeer that mm-hmm. or right. are they trying to, you know, or sure. You know, it really depends on what's going on in the background. I don't know. What is truly going on? Is the snake, you know, this is the knowledge, the wisdom that we're supposed to, you know, the power empowerment or versus the ego, which is warring and greed and, you know, self-destruction, which we're heading in if we don't wake up. Yeah, I don't think we're heading in that direction, honestly. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's going to be some crazy. I think I think stuff's going to get a little crazier here, but I think ultimately we're going to we're going to make a U-turn if we haven't already. A yeah. lot of people have. Right. And I think things, you know, it's, it's, again, you know, they say in the end time, God's grace will cover the earth. I believe the energy, this, en- this, this feminine divine energy that's hitting the earth is God's grace hitting mankind to empower him to awaken. You know, there's also that, that goes on within. You know? Yep. So believing for everybody to get it, work on it, share it, you know, be a part of the change. But you're right. I think today's people today, because I've seen it. I, I was out, you know, in, in different activities here during the summertime, different parties and um, festivals. And just people just in general, I don't think are as bad as they sure do portray no, it. No, they're trying to portray everybody as being bad and yeah. racist. And, and I really see that about the young people today. I think young people today are less racist than ever before in history. Yep. I think there's less racism today than ever before in history. I think so, too. And so I think it's 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 again what what do they feel what are you listen look looking at how are you looking at it what's your perspective because it'll be a reality they are changing trying to take change us at a conscious level because then that can write the script I think that was very important what you said earlier about that that somebody's using people the collective consciousness to write our script we need to stop yep. that and recreate our own script yep. consciously as, as, as people, individually and all together whole you know as, as a whole. As soon as people realize that the the stuff they're feeding to us is BS, that's mm-hmm. when that's when it starts to shift right. for them. Right. Well, getting rid of my TV was one of the things for me, and I know you you you're very selective in what you watch and listen to, and yep. and you and you even research what you're 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 looking at, you know, because some of that stuff even you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't want to keep going on this podcast. I think we, we come to an end, but yeah, it's really have. funny how the, the you know a lot of these Middle Eastern companies will flood money to panic people about terrorism. You know what I mean in America? True. Yep. True. You know they will spend tons of money. Yep. Exactly. To advertise terrorism yep. in America. 
Yep. To advertise it. Yep, exactly. Uh, people, wake up. It is time. You know, we love you. Guru Podcast. Thank you, Brent, for being on. Yeah, no problem. Brent, um, tell them a little bit about what you got going on, where they can catch you if you want to share your, uh, I know you're doing some, and he helped me out, folks. We did some night photography. Oh, yeah, yeah. Up we, at the cottage. Yep, yep. I don't. Uh, I really don't, cool. I don't post on my uh, my Instagram as much as I'd like to. Actually, I start going through old photos, and I'm going to put up more of it. But, yeah, I'm mainly into astrophotography. Maybe, and yeah, maybe yeah, right, maybe just the Instagram page yep. directed toward that yep. just for that. Nice, yep. Brent. Nice. Yep, low-light photography. But my current Instagram page is at Real Brent Fell. Um, uh, also, I'm in a band, The Infinity Process, locally based out of Toledo. Uh, and then, of course, earlier we wrecked. Or uh, we we discussed uh, hive mind films with my friend and my brother. So spell that for him. Uh, hive mind is one word, just like it sounds. H i v e m i n d, and then space, and then films. You said the real Brent. Uh, real at real Brent fell in my dude. Brain. I love that because you are fucking real, and you you know people. Uh, that's what I like. Being, I don't like being around fake people, man. Yep. Brent, you're not fake. You're real. I try to keep myself as real as possible. I like to have fun, keep my heart light, lighthearted. I like to be playful when I'm with my, my family. That's what we're supposed to be. We're with family. We're supposed to be playful, aren't we? And, um, you know, but I know when to be serious. I know when to get the job done. Yep. And I know you do too. You know what I mean? It's sure. all about work hard, play hard, but get your rest, right? Yep, exactly. That killed man. We're going to go watch. What are we going to go watch next? Uh, House of Dragons. Okay, we're going to watch a second episode of House of Dragons? Yeah, yeah we're going to do that. I love it, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. We're going to kick it out here a little bit more because actually we're getting together, folks. We've been hanging out a little bit more on Mondays um, uh, prior to this uh, and doing some cooking together. Last week we cooked some black uh, grouper, which is fantastic. I never had it before. Man, it tastes like lobster. You seasoned it. You cooked it off the chart, Brent. We had some fried zucchini. We had a few other things. Tonight we threw down a simple meal together. And we're just, you know, hanging out. You're my nephew. We live right next door. Man, it's good to be a good time to spend time with people you love. And uh, like I said, somebody your caliber really uh, makes me feel and challenges me to be a better man every day. Yeah, I've so been enjoying it. You. I've been enjoying it. Sure. It's a good time. And the bourbons, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. I love you, man. Yep. P- peace out. Everybody, Guru Podcast, Toledo How. Uh, Toledo How. Ciao.